You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope that you've had a great week. I have had a great week. I had an excellent time last night at the Vox and Hops Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang. I love these. Uh, we were so many people. It just keeps growing week after week. There are more and more of you. I love it. Uh, keep spreading the word. Let's uh, hang out together. Let's uh, spread some positivity. Let's spread some love. Let's enjoy local craft beers together. This is happening again next Thursday. I put the link in the description of this podcast, and I highly suggest that you share it with your friends and that you come hang out with me again because I love it. On today's episode, I'm with Oystein Brun of Borknagar. Here it is, Vox and Hops, episode number 140. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today I'm with Oystein Brun from Borknagar. I am super stoked to be with you, although a bit disappointed that we're not together in the flesh. We are uh, communicating via the web. We were supposed to hang out together when you came through Montreal on Devastation on the Nation because I'm one of the official sponsors of Devastation on the Nation. And as with everything in the world right now, everything's just fucked up and crazy. So every tour has been canceled. So here we are. How are you? Let's touch on that right to start. What was your mindset when Trump put the travel ban down? I mean, it was um, it's pretty chaotic, I think. And it's almost like different phases. I mean, in the, I remember that week, everything was kind of starting to fall apart. I mean, I, I kind of have a day job in the health uh, business. So I kind of had some meetings with some in the commune and stuff. And I, you know, I've been, um, been doing this since I was 19 or something like that. So I kind of knew what was between the lines, so to speak. I had a bad feeling about things, even though things wasn't official yet and stuff like that. So, and But I was worried. So I was I was kind of, because I'm an authorized health uh, worker, so to speak, in Norway, I, I got some signals from my boss again that it might happen that you will be banned to leave because we need you here and stuff like that. So I was kind of, you know, kind of egoistic, uh, way kind of considering just fleeing off to Oslo or something like that the weekend before just to be on the safe side you know in case they my, my employee said that hey you have to stay home kind of thing so so but then everything happened so fast I remember it was I think it was th- night to Thursday at least Norwegian time I got a message from uh, from our manager in the US uh, Ruben I think he just wrote, wrote something like it's it's fucked. It's all, <laughs> and and he sent a link to some some CNN or some news from from the night. Of course, I've been sleeping and stuff, and there was kind of clearly written that uh, that the um, yeah Trump shut down all flights and stuff like that. So and you know from there it was like a, it's almost like I don't remember all <laughs> everything because it was pretty chaotic. I mean messages. Uh, mails all the time, you know. So it was chaotic, and you know, nobody knew, you know, what you do. I mean, it was kind of uh, stunning in, a, in a, not in a good way, but in a bad way. Though. So, so you know, just got a little bit numb. And what the fuck? Uh, we have spent so much time, you know. You know, one thing is rehearsing. One thing is, you know, being mentally ready for this and, and looking really forward because we all all did so. I mean, we haven't done US now for at least not a tour for, yeah, I guess it's 20 years. 
and 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 we really really look forward to doing this one so so to so new to 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 you know uh, to let that sink in was tough to that that the fact that no yeah i'm staying home i'm not going anywhere that was kind of brutal <laughs> but but at at some point also i kind of felt that or all right now everything is the whole world is fucked and i mean i would better for me staying in the countryside in my studio here <laughs> than being stuck somewhere in you know in transit or in the us or you know whatever so so i don't know you know it's it's i still have kind of it's 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 weird times it's weird times i it's sort of a blessing in disguise that it happened that week and not the week after because you would have been in the states and you would have already started that tour and then you guys would have had to rush back home it would have been totally fucked yeah totally i mean we have some friends mayhem guys was already in us i think you know and 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 we also had a contact daily with our tour manager that uh, at that time was on tour with uh, in south america though i think and latin america with uh, this uh, uh, polish band mangla or um, i'm not sure how you you uh, mgla right is that it Yes, I, I'm not sure how to say that. <laughs> to be honest, I, I met the guys a few times, but uh, you know, still, yeah. yeah. That new record's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so I was getting some reports, you know, from him that you know everything is pretty okay some days before, and 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 yeah, what's going on in the airports and stuff. Now it's just a check some fevers and stuff. So you just make sure you don't have any fever when <laughs> when you arrive to the US. It's like okay, okay, but uh, but we kind of yeah, it you know it went from. Uh, yeah from from kind of being you know this is not moving in the right direction to a complete total downfall of everything we have to give a huge uh, shout out to dan defonce the man behind devastation on the nation for acting so quickly and postponing it smartly a whole year uh when i spoke with wolfhard they mentioned that uh, their visas would expire a few days after that new postponed tour, I don't know if it's the same thing for you guys. Yeah, you know that, that's the same thing for us, and and you know that that is such. Uh, uh, yeah, I gave him some really, you know, it's it's amazing what what uh, what um, Daniel did, uh, and 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 also Ruben. I mean, he's the our direct contact in in that these matters, but but uh, you know those, those guys was able to to save the day or save the year or save the tour actually i mean it was uh, just amazing how they was able to to find solution on that thing and, and the same thing for us of course so so we we got one year visa work visa in the u.s which is like from 19th of uh, yeah this year 19th of, uh, of march this year till 19th of march march next year so you know that saved us a lot of money because that's expensive, man. I mean, we we had you know we had to go to the embassy in the U.S. No, in in Oslo, and also we had you know hire lawyers in the U.S. and and things like that. So it's I guess we spent like five six thousand euros or dollars wow. something like that okay. on on all you know the whole process of just the visas. So so being able uh, to to save that that's a that's a good thing for us, of course, really good. So so you know all the. I mean, it's amazing what what uh, what the guys was able to quickly pull off and just just move the whole thing a year, and that's amazing. So so, and that doesn't you know, it makes it easier to live with this whole situation because we know that you know, in like ten months now or something like that, we are kind of starting to to go back rehearsing and starting to to mentally build up again to do this tour because we really want to do it. So so it will be um, cool. You mentioned that you work in the health profession. Are you working now? 
Yeah, kind of. I, I have always seen, you know, the last 10 years or so, I'm just working sporadically, basically. I, I had uh, back in 2000 and something, I, I got my bachelor degrees, kind of an um, education, you know, mixture. Very Norwegian education, though, mixture between a, a doctor, a psychiatrist, and a social worker kind of thing. So, so yeah, I actually <laughs> that's a funny thing because I'm I'm quite busy <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, also, of all you know, I have a kind of union uh, kind of guy that kind of uh, helps protecting employees and stuff, you know, things like that. So, you know, I guess that's just me. I'm everything I do. I always do. I do a lot of you know. I kind of I'm kind of intense dude, I guess. So when I first do something, I do a lot of things. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I you know these days it's quite a lot of you know those those matters actually. But uh, for most part, actually, I'm sitting here in my studio mixing some music or whatever, and then I do some Skype meetings with <laughs> with other things. So it's it's busy days though, but it's it's different, I would say. Absolutely, absolutely. Fox and Hops is all about hanging out with uh, metal people to talk about their lives, their music, and craft beer. Yeah. Uh, what do you have on your side to drink with me today? You know, I kind of was thinking to just, you know, kind of um, scoping in on Bergen and, and, uh, and Bergen beer. And I actually have uh, three different beers with me. One, the very classic that everybody, that everybody in Bergen, my area, the West Coast of, you know, uh, is drinking and probably for the most people in my area that's the first beer you drink in Bergen when you you know when I was 16 17 years old or even before that started to drink <laughs> beer that's Hansa beer that's that's all over the place that's is sold nationally and everything but that's a kind of the proud the beer that that uh, you know Bergen is famous for so to speak I also brought one another beer, which is brilliant. That's a smaller brewery, and it's uh, pretty close to here actually. And it's called Lysefjorn. Uh That's this one is a pale ale, really, really good. Um, I kind of, you know, these days we should, you know, support the local guys and the local business and stuff like that. So kind of that mentality behind it. These guys also did uh, the Gorgoroth beer. Uh, oh, cool! Here. Yeah, so I didn't wasn't able to get hold of that one actually because you have to go to the. Uh, you know, that's the Gorgoroth beer is a little bit more uh, alcohol in, so you can't buy it in, in normal stores in Norway. Then you have to go to the, the Monopoly thing that, you know, buy uh, yeah, kind of liquor store in, in Norway. But of course, these days that's closed, so not able to get it. Really nice one. And then the third one, actually, is extremely local. <laughs> that's a friend of mine, actually, these days, um, brewing some, some own basement brew. It's a blonde uh, lager handcrafted beer and it's brewed like just a couple of houses down the street from me <laughs> you can't get much more local than that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I just brought it for, for fun but 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 it's it's really nice it does a good job it tastes good um good stuff so yeah so which one are you going to choose what are we going to drink i think i go for the lucifer beer yes support local craft beer i keep saying it on every every episode we don't want local craft beer breweries to be a victim of COVID-19. Uh, you mentioned that your liquor store is closed. See, here in Canada and the States, they've made liquor an essential service. So they didn't do that in, in Norway. 
Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm entirely right on this, but but it's I don't not sure if it's entirely close though. But it's very limited these okay. days, and especially now with the holidays and everything. So it's it's kind of difficult because. You know, in, in Norway, the, the the whole thing with selling alcohol is extremely strict. I mean, the normal stores can sell, you know, regular beer like till eight o'clock in the evenings, in the weekends till six o'clock in the evening. That's it. And then you have you, the kind of liquor store thing that you have in Norway, kind of monopoly uh, thing that is kind of regulated by the state and stuff like that. Everything that is stronger than beer, you have to buy there, like wine, red wine, and whiskey, of course, and all that stuff. And and those things, you know, those is kind of, <laughs> it's uh, it's closing like four o'clock or something like that each and every day. And it's also, you know, the day before holidays, they're not allowed to be open and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of, it's complicated in Norway. It's, it's a lot of moralism, so to speak, I would say, though. It's uh, it's to keep you guys safe. <laughs> yeah, we have some stupid rules in Norway, you know, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of dangers out there, and uh, you know, whatever. But it's kind of, I, I in general, I hate moralism. Um, and in Norway, it's like like they they have an idea that if if uh, you know if you kind of limit the 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 sale of the beer, people drink less and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of I don't know, and and and. Um, sometimes frustrating because because you know sometimes you just just want to go and grab some beer you know all of a sudden but you can't do that in Norway you know when I was a kid my father actually had to go to the local store and he had to order beer and then he get it the day after so so I remember <laughs> when I was a kid he had to go to the local store and the Tuesday before if he wanted beer on Saturday wow. he had to, you know <laughs> to, he had to book the beer all beer on Thursday and then kind of the, the limit or the deadline was something like five in the afternoon or something. If if you didn't book it by then, you had no beer. <laughs> it's, it's like you have to plan your hangovers. <laughs> On my side, I'm drinking saint Soublons. This is their New England IPA, Mango Suave. It is a New England IPA with uh, mango in it. This is uh, brand new. They are a craft beer brewery up here in Montreal, in Quebec, that... Uh, have just started canning their brews. I am very happy that they sent me some of these to share with my guests, but sadly we can't share it together. So let's crack these open and uh, let's see what they got. Cheers, mate. Cheers, cheers. Pours out nice and hazy. Um, Is it sweet? No, I think it will be, let's see. Sour? No, it's good. It's creamy, tropical, uh, very mango juicy. Uh, pineapple, uh, apricot. This is really good, yeah. Cheers to Saint Blanc. This is 6.5%. Absolutely delicious. Why do you think it's taken Borknagar so long to come back to North America? It's a question that I, I, since I found out it's been that long that you guys toured. Last time I think you guys came through the States was with Emperor. Am I right about that? Yeah, I think you're pretty right. I mean, we did this this uh, Maryland Death Fest in yes. last year, of course, but that's, you know, the exception. Um, yeah, 99 with Emperor, I think. June, July or something like that in 99, I think that what tour was. Um, you know, reasons why, I mean, gets complicated. I mean, I have no single explanation for that. I think that, you know, we, first and foremost, it's, it's complicated for a, you know, European band in general to go to the US. I mean, you have the visas issue, you have to fly tickets, it's expensive. You know, it's more tricky. You have to be, I, I think that if you have to, if you want to do a decent tour in the US, you have to be of a kind of a decent size also as a band. 
we did a tour back in uh, in '99 with Emperor. That was an awesome tour in so many ways. But it was really, what can I say, undergroundy stuff. I mean, <laughs> driving around in vans and stuff like that, uh, overnight drives. It was it was tough. Um, I guess we're a little bit old for that now. But but um, you know, that's one reason I guess. And another reason is the fact that you know we we. We have never been the most heavy touring band, I guess. I mean, I've always been a little bit selective on things. I just don't do things just to do things and stuff like that. That you know, there is some, I, I you know, money issue kind of thing. I mean, I, I don't want to lose too much money going live. Uh, and you know, uh, we have been through a quite long uh, period in our lives. I would say that. All the members we, we you know established got married got kids you know you know things like that makes things more complicated i guess and 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 uh, of different reasons we haven't done it so far so so um yeah there is no no one single reason for it really but we've always you know me and simon especially and lars we have been talking about it for ages because we both you know have very good memories from the first tour we did and also, you know, Simon did a couple of tours with Dimmuborgi when uh, when he was in that band. And you know, U.S. for us Scandinavian is 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 really an you know adventure in so many ways. So it's something that we something that we wanted to do for a long time. But you know, we we you know there is a lot of things. The money, it's the security and things. You know, all that stuff. We have to find the right people to work with doing such a tour. Same with South America. You mean. Heading out on something like that, you you need to know that you could trust people, the, the 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 you know the company working for you, whatever it is. Um, so so it's uh, yeah. And again, we haven't really been the most heavy touring band for you know the last fifteen years, I would say. But we have tried to do more of it the, the last the past couple of years. I'm in the same mindset now. I'm a father of two young children, and in Cryptopsy, we try to choose the right tours yeah i don't want to go on tour for just the sake of being on tour to say that i'm on tour to make some sell some shirts and make some money i want to be on the right tours that are good for the band good for the brand and bring everyone up yeah that's so true man and that was something you know that's also was you know a very important reason for me because i've always been in regards to my music as a composer as an artist and everything i've always been very things has to feel right i have to stand behind it i you know i i just don't do things just i mean i've got so many offers to do all kinds of strange stuff through the years and you know what not but i've just don't done it because it's not my style you know just the, the just the, the the fact that i've always i've never used corpse paint i've always used my real name i've always had this philosophy that th- this band for me is something that i should always be able to stand behind i mean it, to me it's such a pressure thing a precious thing that I, I i don't want to exploit it just to you know some quick money or whatever it is i i kind of i want to have a very conscious um, way of doing things in terms of both live studio albums and everything so so and, and, and it has to feel right i i i i kind of feel that i i i need to want to do it in a sense and you know, sometimes in periods of life, it you know, doing extensive touring, being in the U.S. and stuff, it's it's um, it's not really you know doable. In, in you know, when you have small kids, for example, I, I when I got my daughter, like she's eighteen now, crazy stuff. She started to drink wine and stuff. It's like wow. <laughs> but anyway, where did all uh, the wine bought, go? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> we 
when we bought our first house and we had to do a lot of repair and you know all the stuff i built my studio you know spent a few years building my studio from ground up and stuff like that so for me it's also i have to admit i i don't I, I'm not just a musician. I'm more than you know. I've 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 different. You know, I do a lot of music. I spend a lot of time uh, working music, writing music, doing interviews, whatever. You know, everything regards that, of course. And and we pretty much run everything ourselves. But you know, apart from that, I also you know have my my family. Have my you know interest you know my hobbies i other things in life that i also want to cherish and i think to me that is always a matter of of finding a balance in life because i think for my own sake just speaking for myself if i should do music all the time 24 7 year in year out i think it wouldn't be too healthy for healthy for me uh one thing is the alcohol but the other thing is just go in circles i mean i need to to and get inspiration from the outside, from a normal life, from you know what not, you know things like that. I worked in the health business for many many years, and, and sometimes a lot, sometimes much less. Like now, the last couple of years, just a few days a week, just to you know have something else to do in from time to time, have a break from music, and 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 it's kind of interesting because you and I work has been working a lot with the people with mentally uh, with mental issues, for example. Uh, I'm kind of seeing the dark side of life, you know, uh, drug abuse and stuff like that. And it's really crazy, you know, you know, scenarios with people and issues that you can't, you know, there, you know, beyond the imagination what people struggles with sometimes in terms of mental problems and, you know, abuses problems and whatnot. And that's also kind of interesting. That gives me, you know, brings my life a little bit, you know, I'm not saying that I put that kind of thing into my music. I don't do that, but it, it's a part of, you know, who I am. And and again, that's the part of what kind of music I do, basically. And it brings you balance, too, because when you're an artist and you're out on the road, it tends to be a very self-absorbed experience where it's all about you, it's all about your band. And then when you go and you do work with... Uh, your patients uh, it's a very altruistic outside taking care of other people experience i have a similar thing because i take care of children when i'm not screaming for cryptopsy so i need that that balance for my own mental sake exactly and that i think that's more the same approach i have in life i think i i need to have my feet on different you know um grounds in life i i i would i would i think i would be bored i i, I think i'm not sure if even if i would have still been doing music if i just did music when i was you know 25 years or 30 years old or something like that i think i would at some point just burn out because the beauty of it really is that I'm able to focus a lot on music when, when needed and when I feel like doing that, like touring or writing a new album, producing a new album or whatever. I have my own professional studio now and, and, and do a lot of, not a lot, but some some external production as well, mixing, mastering and stuff like that. And and, and But sometimes, you know, it's nice to do something completely different for a while. Just do something, you know, to, to you know, <laughs> go on the mountain with some mentally ill people, you know, for example, go fishing with people that just need somebody to be there, for example, uh, kind of thing. And, and as you said, it, it's something also with the focus, because when in the music, you kind of look a lot in into yourself, you kind of, you know, do all this mental mapping. I do a lot of that when, before I write music. I'm, I'm planning... I'm planning on writing, starting writing new music now when everything is kind of 
it's going slow. But but I, I spend a lot of time just you know finding the the what can I say um, the shapes, the colors of the music and stuff like that. You know to, to to map out the music in a sense before I actually sit down and write riffs. So it's it's. Um, yeah, you know I've <laughs> been doing this for since I was a kid, basically. So I, I guess I found my way of doing it. So I, I find, try to find a balance. We have a mutual friend that I, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, you have a sound man in Europe, uh, Rob Sherrod. Yeah. Oh man, Sher- cheers for Rob. Yes, absolutely. Cheers to Rob, who, who has been on the podcast before, and he's a great, he's a great, great dude. Yeah, he told me. He told me actually. Uh, if you could, uh, what do you think is going to happen? When are we going to be released back into the wild, back into the world? I've seen uh, Hellfest has been canceled. I am imagining that all of the summer festivals are going to be canceled. What do you think about that? We, we don't know, but I, I, I still, we kind of know, you know, uh, we have, uh, you know, I, I just recently talked with our agent in, in Europe, uh, Doomstar, the guys in Doomstar, Banny. Yeah, they're great. And also, I mean, shout out to those guys as well. They're doing a fantastic job trying to deal with all this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. I mean, I'm kind of lucky. I'm just sitting here in my studio doing pretty much the same thing as I did, you know, <laughs> two months ago. Uh, I'm not in the US though, of course, but 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 you know those guys is really f- having tough times these days. Really having tough times. I had a com- I had some some chatting with him last day, and and uh, yeah, we got the information about official information about Hellfest, and also you know, it very it, it looks dark. I don't know, you know, uh, we have some. Um, to be honest, what we hope now we have a, a European tour starting in end of November, going headliner tour in Europe uh, with Saur and Conbad, uh, I think it's called or said. Um, I mean, I just hope that though that tour will be we will we will be able to pull off that tour. But you know, the festivals we also have a run in Greece uh, in September, August, or something like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But you know, it's. Does look good though, but uh, you know, fortunately, it seems like still have to see, I guess. But it seems like we are able to um, maybe do a little bit the same thing we did with with uh, with the devastation of the nation tour, just to move it a year. I mean, uh, the whole package, just the whole building, everything, just you know, pull on, on the brakes and and then yeah, add the one number to. <laughs> <laughs> 2021 <laughs> instead of 2020 kind of thing just you know for for the sake of simplicity i don't know but you just do but that I don't on know all yet. the tour shirts just to hire someone to <laughs> <laughs> just scratch off the zero one instead kind of thing yeah so uh, i guess we just have to see but i have a feeling that at least um seems like from from here, here from norway it seems like it will be um at least the summer festival is, is probably gone, but uh, hopefully something will we be hopefully be able to pull off something in the, the autumn September maybe maybe. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned that you're going to write a new record or you're focusing on writing a new record, mapping out the colors and the sounds and the shapes. Now uh, I challenge all artists right now to sit in their studios and to use this time creatively to to bring more joy and more beauty and more music to the world all the time so i'm glad that you're doing that as well yeah i mean i think that you know it's the only only way of dealing with this i i guess and i mean i kind of you know i'm i'm kind of guided you know shit happens in life you know 
that's kind of life. But I've always tried to, you know, when shit happens, I try to turn it over to something positive. And, you know, I mean, I mean, it would be amazing to see a vital, you know, not just us and, you know, all bands, the whole music scene just blooming on the other end of this would be awesome to see. And I think that that's something we might see. And I'm really looking forward to it because I think it will explode on the other end of the tunnel with creativity and, and you know, um, hopefully in, in a sense, in a positive way, I, I hopefully some people will, will, will get a little bit of the fighting spirit back in a sense. I mean, at least here in Norway, you know, it's, it's uh, Norway is a rich country. A lot of people is kind of a little bit, you know, uh, numbed because everybody has money enough for basically everything. And, you know, people doesn't fight for things anymore. And maybe that this is kind of a, situation where we find a little bit back to to this fighting spirit uh, I, we, I talked with some some neighbors the other day and kind of some older neighbors of course and, and they kind of talk was talking in the in the of course in Norwegian perspective though but but this this feeling that the people had after the the second world war when everything the war was over and people out on the streets and then you know celebration of we are free, free country again and they was kind of talking in the direction that yeah maybe that's this is that you know this is our generation's you know end of the you know apocalypse or war or you know whatever you want to call it kind of thing you're you're 100 percent right uh everyone has to, it feels a little bit hungrier everyone feels a, a bit more drive uh, personally i like staying in my house so i don't mind that aspect of it but uh, there are things that I miss, and I hope that a lot of people use that energy in the right direction. And I th- I'm seeing a lot of people are, so that's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of, at least, you know, I would say history tells us so. I mean, in, 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 in grave, you know, situation like this, when, 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 I mean, there was a lot of people, I mean, I'm well off. I mean, I, I don't have any huge problem. Of course, it's sad I'm not in the U.S., and... But as you said, I'm, I'm, you know, I pretty much live the same life as I did before. All the whole thing. I, I sit in my studio, work on music, and I <laughs> do some Skype calls, and I do some jobs from time to time. But you know, my life, you know, egoistic sense hasn't changed much. Actually, I find it a little bit peaceful. I mean, there is so. I mean, it's quiet outside. There's I not agree. too much noise. I mean, it's like people is a little bit. You know, it's it's in a sense a little bit. Um, I kind of like it in a strange way. <laughs> I hope I hope we keep some of that. Yeah, because it's peaceful, though. I mean, I still live in the countryside. So I'm not, you know, having it's peaceful always here kind of thing because I live in the, out in the bush, so to speak. But but when I go to town and everything, it's, it's kind of it's it's you know you can just walk around in the town and it's kind of just you know relaxed atmosphere, a few people and all that. That's kind of kind of cool, but of course strange as well. And uh, but of course. Again, I mean, there is a lot of people these days in our business and other business that has a big problem these days, you know, getting, you know, the salaries, jobs, uh, all that kind of. And so uh, it, it's not a good thing, of course, but yeah, I guess you, we have to make the best out of it. You guys uh, must have had a bunch of merch printed. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> where can people go and buy that? Yeah, we have uh, actually we, we uh, the official merchandiser we have in the U.S., uh, Kings Road. They, they sell it off to uh, to on, on the page. So we have done some posts and stuff like that. And, and you know, if people want to buy. And, and, you know, it's it's still, I mean, the dates are wrong and all that. But but still, it's kind of a, 
you know maybe a memory from 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 these days and of course it's highly limited shirts merchandise because we won't do them again of course so so uh, and also we was a little bit of luck because we have uh, the way we was thinking about merchandise sales and stuff like that we was planning with with king's road and since they are kind of located in the u.s uh, we didn't need to print a huge huge batch on the first print so to speak that's smart because so, you, you were planning to get a restock yeah, we was was planning smart. to restock during the way, so to speak, because they could deliver deliver within a couple of days. So if we was like running out of merchandise, we could just call them and hey, we need you know five hundred more shirts of this and whatever. Experience, so, so, um, yeah, experience you know, talks, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> all those things, you know. So yeah, it's it, we are definitely not. Of course, it's it's we are lost a lot of money. I mean, no doubt. I mean, I I lose a lot of money. The guys in the band lose a lot of money on this. I'm not counting how much and all that, of course. But the US tour and, and all the festivals and everything. I mean, we it's shit lot of, of of money. But still, I mean, all of uh, the band and all of the guys in the band is is pretty pretty okay anyway. I mean, we will survive definitely. It will be tough times, but. Uh, We'll get through. Oyston, thank you so, so much for coming, drinking a craft beer with me. Same to you, man. Having a chat. Uh, this was really cool. And when Devastation on the Nation happens in 2021, we're going to drink a beer together and have another one. Oh, yeah. And try. Try some <laughs> Cheers, man. Skull. Cheers, cheers. Skull. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I had such a good chat with Oystein, such a creative force. I love how they are selective when it comes to touring, when it comes to releasing stuff. Uh, I love the passion that they have. So massive shout out to him and the rest of the Borknagar crew. I can't wait for Devastation on the Nation 2021 to roll through so that we can hang out and drink a beer face to face for real. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope that you get outside. I hope that you have fun with your families and your friends. Find a way to connect. It's still important to be connected in this crazy, crazy world that we live in. I believe in you. I'm here for you. I'll be back next week with three more episodes, one on Monday, one on Wednesday, and another one on Friday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Fox and Hopsets. Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.